following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. It's Brothers Johnson. We're going to have a little bit of a soul revisited uh, bump music time this hour. Welcome to the studio, Adarsh Mushru and Philip Sexton. Good morning. Good morning, morning, guys. Um, making up to be a pretty weekend in Lexington. Starting to look a lot better out there. Uh, supposed to get some 80 degree weather next week. Next week. Yeah. Hard to believe. Let's start off our show with a uh, verse of scripture. Psalm 63. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is, to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. That's Psalm 63, verses 1 through 4. Now, my name's Tom Dupree. Uh, my firm is Dupree Financial Group, and we function, our co company functions, as a fiduciary towards our clients. And people uh, constantly are asking about what that word means, what the name fiduciary uh, basically um, brings up. So we thought we would just go to the Webster's Dictionary and get the uh, dictionary uh definition of that word fiduciary that's spelled f-i-d-u-c-i-a-r-y a person or a legal entity holding assets or information as an agent in trust for a principal 
A fiduciary owes the duty of loyalty, full disclosure, obedience, diligence, and of accounting for all monies handed over to the principal. Now, uh, then it goes on to say, a fiduciary must not exploit his or her position of trust and confidence for personal gain at the expense of the principal. Law demands a fiduciary to exercise highest degree of care and utmost good faith in maintenance and preservation of the principal's assets and rights and imposes compensatory as well as punitive damages on the fiduciary that does not do these things, that exploits his position for the advantage of his or her, uh, for, for his or her advantage at the expense of the people to whom they are supposed to be responsible. What it, we take it to mean in our business is that uh, when we're managing assets for a client or clients, we do not put our interests ahead of that of our clients. We don't, obviously, very obviously, we don't share their information or any kind of personal uh, information with anybody, advertisers or people like that. We are not Google or Facebook and where they are in the business of being a non-fiduciary sharing your information with um, people out there who will try to exploit getting your information to sell you something. That's how it works. That's how that model works. That is not how our model works. When we get a new client, uh, all of their information is kept completely safe and secure. And any investment recommendations we make to them does not involve us being paid a fee to make that investment recommendations. Our fee is based purely upon the value of the assets in the account. We don't get any incentive to recommend this or that security to somebody. So guys, you all know, Philip, you're the one who. Yeah. So together, <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know when when you think about uh, you know the word uh, trust and building a relationship of trust, you know we're not trying to you know sell you something like Tom said to earn a commission off of it. What we're trying to do is we're trying to build a relationship with our clients, understand what their what their needs are going into retirement or even in retirement understand uh what you know what their thinking process is kind of where they're at from a risk tolerance standpoint and then we go out and we try to build a portfolio based on that we we do all of our own research on on things all of our own research on the economy on how that will affect the portfolio on the stocks themselves you know, and, and try to pick things that we feel are right for our clients. Right. So, you know, trust is extremely important. And by the way, the word fiduciary, the word fiducia is the Latin word for trust. Uh, 
you know, when you worked hard your entire life and, you know, saved and invested, um, especially when you are, you know, in the later stages of life, it's very important that uh, your life savings are entrusted uh, with someone who, you know, whose only incentive is to make sure that, you know, they, your savings uh, do what they're supposed to do, which is, you know, over time, uh, well, first they're preserved and then over time uh, helps you supplement uh, and creates uh, an income for retirement. So it, it all comes down to trust and that's really what a fiduciary is. Yeah, that's, uh, that's correct. The Latin word fiducia F-I-D-U-C-I-A, the synonymous word in in, uh, English would be confidence um, or trust, faith, reliance, assurance. Those kinds of things go into that Latin word fiducia. Stay with us. We are going to take a break right now. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. We will be right back. Alexa, I need to know the news. I added to know the news to your shopping list. Oh, boy. Uh, how about this? Alexa, play News Radio 630 WLAP on iHeartRadio. There you go. Wasn't that easier? Wait, what? Nothing. Here's the station you asked for. My good friends, you have heard me wax eloquently for years now about Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor. So when you hear Mahindra, I'm sure a hardworking, reliable, and bright red tractor is the first thing that comes to mind. But my good friends at Mahindra have an all-new utility vehicle, too. It's called the Mahindra Retriever, and it's built from the ground up right here in America. And listen to these specs. 83 horsepower engine, 60 mile per hour top speed, 2,500 pounds of towing capacity and a three-year warranty. So hurry in, see your Mahindra dealer for a test drive, or learn more about Mahindra tractors and the new retriever at MahindraUSA.com. Take advantage of rock-bottom prices and test drive a Mahindra today at Young Farm Machinery in Flemingsburg or visit YFMOnline.com. That's YFMOnline.com. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Okay. As you know, if you've listened to the show, we are in the business of managing assets for clients who are our fiduciary clients under our agreement with them. And we're constantly looking at the landscape of uh, the investment landscape to determine – 
what uh, might be the best value, the best place to go with our clients' money. Uh, there's an article here from uh, Bloomberg, how 3% yields could reshape the investing landscape. So something happened this week that uh, people had been waiting for for several weeks to happen. That was for the U.S. Treasury 10-year bond to reach 3% on its yield. So what that meant was that the bond price had been declining because when, when bond prices decline, bond yields increase. There's an inverse relationship there. Uh, a bond price of any given bond that declines, the new yield to maturity to buy that bond is now higher. And bond prices declined to the point this week where they were yielding 3%. Um, how does that affect the uh, investment market going forward, Adarsh? So uh, higher interest rates can have a number of different uh, uh, effects, you know, if you are a fixed income investor, you know, which means that if you invest in bonds that pay you a fixed income, uh, then uh, especially if those long bonds are longer in duration, which means that they have a maturity date that's far out, then higher rates could impact the value of those bonds because bonds have an inverse relationship with interest rates. Uh, but more importantly, uh, when rates are rising, it's extremely important to pay attention to quality when you're investing because businesses which are not high-quality businesses, and by that I mean businesses that don't have the best balance sheets and that are relying on capital markets to fund uh, you know, their, uh, uh, their business, uh, their cost of capital goes up which means that okay, when rates were low, they were they were able to uh, carry on and uh, you know uh, manage their affairs. But as rates go up, uh, it's usually the best quality businesses that can uh, withstand uh, the impact. So the lesser quality businesses can't handle the higher interest rates, if, especially if they're borrowing frequently. Right. What about the U.S. Treasury? That's a huge borrower. It is, yes. So, And where it's hurt them the most has been in the sh very short-term rates, which is the interest rates there have risen from pretty much close to zero to close to 2%. Yes, and most of the U.S. Treasury's borrowings are short-term, uh, so they, they borrow and keep refinancing. Uh, so the cost of uh, funding the U.S. government's debt will also go up, so at some point that brings into question you know their spending habits uh which you know has been uh debated for a long time especially with all the entitlements that uh that are coming due as people retire uh so that can definitely get impacted and then thirdly uh as rates rise uh at some point it starts impacting the stock market itself because <coughs> stocks oftentimes compete with bonds, and we've seen right. that even more here uh, when interest rates have been low since uh, the financial crisis. 
So as bond rates increase, uh, bonds or fixed income investments can become relatively more attractive to stocks. So at that point, you know, people may uh, uh, put money into fixed income securities uh, that, that give you a higher rate. So uh, we don't think it's, it's a near-term issue. You know, right now, higher rates are a reflection of an improving economy. But at some point in the future, when rate, if rates rise further, then they pose a uh, competition to stocks. Right. Yeah, but you know, I also feel like when you, when you're in when you're looking for an income stream too, when you buy that higher rate, you know, bond or uh, fixed uh, fixed income security, you know, you've got to look at the first word there, fixed. Uh, you know, that is a set income that you're you're locking yourself into. So if you bought right. a, a ten year for the bond, duration of the bond or the security, however long it yeah has until it matures. Yes, and when you're looking at you know a rising interest rate environment, buying a ten percent or a, a ten year three year three uh, percent bond, you know you you've locked yourself into that for three percent for in yeah in years. in rising inflation. Uh, you know, so that's, that's one of the things that, you know, as, as a fiduciary that we, we, we have to always battle against is, you know, you, to create an income stream for clients, but to create one that is hopefully growing over time and, and can battle, uh, inflation to help keep your, your purchasing power. Right. Absolutely. It's, it's important to, uh, you know, keep your purchasing power, um, and, you know, that's not to discount the role of uh, fixed income. Uh, and when I say fixed income, I mean bonds, because bonds do have a role to play uh, in a portfolio, especially when an investor is, you know, older. But as Philip said, you know, uh, your income is going to be fixed when you invest in a bond, especially if you're in an environment where rates are rising uh, and, you uh, you know, uh, that's when you want to be able to, uh, you know, have uh, uh, get a higher income from uh, your investments. Right. Yeah, I, and I agree. There is a place. You know, it's um, it, it's always good to have some diversification there. You know, you you have those those bonds in there that are paying you that fixed thing but how much do you believe that inflation is really going to increase i mean do you, do you think we're looking at uh hyperinflation or gradual inflation or really much inflation at all or do you think we're still in secular disinflation i i don't know if we are still in secular disinflation uh we saw a 35-year period of secular disinflation uh, and then we entered deflation briefly. Uh, and now uh, all signs indicate that we are in a period of rising inflation, uh, albeit at a much lower rate. Uh, as of now, there are no uh, conditions that would create uh, inflation like we saw in the 70s. You know, there were a number of uh, forces that came together in the 70s to create the sort of, you know, 10, 12% inflation rates that we saw, or even higher in some cases. Uh, 
as of now, we are at a point where the economy, after years of uh, going through a healing process, is finally starting to pick up again, uh, which means that inflation is rising, wages are rising, uh, commodity prices are rising, but they are not rising uh, at the pace. We are not seeing, you know, high single digit or, you know, low double di digit rises that we saw in the 70s. So still not there. Uh, we could get there, you know, if things overheat, uh, but not there yet. And uh, the central bank, the Federal Reserve, has a big role to play in that. A lot will depend on how they act. You know, if they are slow to act, then inflation could at some point uh, pick up rapidly. But if they are too eager to act, then, you know, it could prematurely put uh, the brakes on, uh, on a recovery. And so, so inflation is going to affect what the payouts to our clients and everybody else's clients are worth, value-wise. Yes, yes, and that, that is a big thing to try to protect. Um, you know, and, and hopefully if you've picked a, a company, you know, that is able to grow their earnings stream as inflation grows, then they're able to grow their dividend as, in, as inflation goes as well. Um, and I did want to ask a question of Doris, by, by secular disinflation, um, you know, from that term, just, just for, Ask it um, quick. We got forty five seconds. Is that one of it, by that you mean there's still inflation, but the rate of inflation is continually ticking down? Yes, yes, okay. absolutely. What we saw in the eighties, nineties, and two thousands. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, uh, sponsored by Dupree Financial Group, where we help retirement clients. Uh, invest their money in such a way as that they can live on it and it'll preserve their purchasing power. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. It's the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP. Give those old saggy gutters a spring cleaning and protect your home from water with LeafGuard, a patented one-piece gutter system. Call 859-554-3030 and receive a $100 restaurant.com gift card with an in-home estimate. That's 554 3030. Call today for 75% off labor at 554-3030. That's 554-3030. All offers subject to terms and restrictions. Visit englertgutter.com slash current offers or call 859-554-3030. Offer subject to change without notice. Offer expires 531-18. Spring breaks out the scammers. The Better Business Bureau wants you to be on the lookout. Hi, I'm Rihanna Smith-Hamblin with the BBB. Beware of sound-alike charities and phony websites. And beware of social media requests and emails for donations. And don't give out any information. Don't feel pressured to give money or financial information to someone who knocks on your door or calls. Even derby tickets. If you were asked to wire money to get the tickets, it is almost guaranteed to be a scam. Check out the business first at BBB.org and don't forget to look for the seal for businesses you can trust. When you're hiring, you don't want to sort through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using our intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Indeed. 
President Trump declaring victory and no collusion in the Russian investigations into election meddling. That after the GOP-led House Intelligence Committee released its findings yesterday. ABC's Tara Palmieri is at the White House. President Trump endorsed a heavily redacted report from the House Intelligence Committee, stating that there's no evidence of campaign collusion with the Russians during the 2016 election. But Democrats on the committee are calling the report fundamentally flawed. A special counsel Robert Mueller's probe and the Senate Intel Committee's investigation are still ongoing. More than 60 current and former female colleagues of NBC's Tom Brokaw have signed a letter of support for the longtime anchor. Brokaw denying allegations of sexual misconduct by former NBC correspondent Linda Vester. She says in the 90s, Brokaw came to her hotel room uninvited and tried to forcibly kiss her. Brokaw calls Vester a character assassin. It's drug take-back day. The DEA has collection sites across the country so you can get rid of those unused prescription drugs. Michelle Franzen, ABC News. we got a mix of sunny clouds across the area for your Saturday. Final weekend of April is here and temperatures are cool. Upper 50s, low 60s, just the smallest chance for a late-day shower. Frost is likely as we go into tonight and into the early morning on Sunday. Lows, upper 20s, low 30s, around 60 with sunny skies into the afternoon. So a cool weekend, but it looks good at least. 70s on Monday. The 80s are into town, middle of next week. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP and iHeart Radio Station. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Are you a retirement saver and investor? Do you know how much income you're going to need in retirement to live? Do you know how much income your retirement savings are going to produce for you during retirement and how to avoid liquidating those funds? If you don't know the answer to these questions, you aren't alone. However, if you would like to know, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a free analysis of your retirement savings. We believe every retirement investor should know how much his or her investments should be expected to produce during retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400, DupreeFinancial.com, and the Tom Dupree Show, Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Ed, get in here and shut the door. What's up, boss? What's up? You have to ask Ed? Yes, sir, usually, sir. Ed, you're naked as a jaybird. Correct the mundo, sir, just as you ordered. I what? You told us Jimmy John's was going all natural, sir. No, Ed, I told you our meats are now all natural. Huh? That's meat, said, not employees. Oh, I get it now. It's our meats that are all natural. Yes, Ed. Wood smoked ham, choice roast beef, real fresh turkey breast, all natural and freaky fresh. How embarrassing. No kidding. It's a good thing I got to you before your first delivery. Uh, yeah, well, I already spread the word, sir, and... Naked? Oh, no. He's what? Naked? Naked. He's naked. 630 WLAP. Ha! What you see, what you see, is what you get. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. So, um, there's this article, and I actually sent this to my son, who's just getting ready to get out of college. (laughs) Working on the railroad comes with a $25,000 signing bonus. This is in the Wall Street Journal. It says, railroad railroad workers are being offered signing bonuses of up to $25,000 to join Burlington Northern Santa Fe Railway and Union Pacific Corp as the freight railroads struggle 
to fill jobs in a historically tight labor market. So you you know something's going on if uh, people are offering that kind of signing bonus for someone to come to work, you know, especially a railroad where they're having to ship freight and they got the business, they just can't get the workers. That's going to cause wage, wage inflation. That's that's definitely uh, an inflation indicator, uh, if there ever was one, in in my opinion, because you know that's the other other piece of the pile when you're looking down the chain link. Okay, they do a twenty five thousand dollars signing bonus to get you know people in the door to work for them. Well, they're not going to eat all of that. The cost of freight to get from A to B is going to go up which means whatever is coming off of that train, uh, you know, let's say it's it's fracking sand for uh, oil frackers in Texas. Well, they're going to have to crack some, you know, that's going to that's gonna cut into their profits. So, you know, maybe uh, the, the, the cost of oil may rise from there um, a little bit. Uh, you know, then you move that down the line. It, it's just, just constant. You know, like whipping a chain almost. Uh, you know, what what do you think, Adarsh? It's- yes, I I think there are two uh, factors. One is what you said. You know that uh, uh, the the economy is getting stronger and there's a shortage of labor. Uh, the second factor is just the fact that railroad is an area, an industry where uh you know younger kids the younger generation just does not think of that industry as an industry that they they want to go into which means that they are just not getting trained to go into that industry so there is a pool and that pool is increasingly thinking about you know newer industries like technology or whatever uh, and railroading is an industry that uh, that's just not uh, being thought about like it once was. Uh, so that could be a factor. Just like, you know, there, for years there has been a shortage of uh, science, technology, engineering, mathematics graduate, graduates, which has resulted in high pay in those industries or industries that employ those workers. But that has not necessarily resulted in much higher inflation. So is it that the is it because the whole economy is facing a, a shortage of labor or is is there a lack of just people going into that industry and we have this article from the wall street journal it says retirees are less confident about having enough money to live on so it would make sense to me that if you have fewer workers or you're having a hard time finding workers to run the economy, that's going to put pressure on companies that pay out dividends for retirees to live on. And one of the things that we've said in our ads, and I've said privately to people, is um, if you have a job or an occupation that can last for a long period of time, if you're an older person, don't quit too fast don't quit your job too quickly because um 
you may find that you don't have enough to live on and we and that's the reason we emphasize and are very um adamant about people knowing how much is in your retirement fund and how much should it be expected to produce but this article from the wall street journal says uh, the economy is strong and stocks are near record levels but a long-running survey shows retirees confidence in having enough money to cover basic living expenses has dropped over the past year due in part to concerns about medical expenses released tuesday tuesday by the nonprofit employee benefit research institute the survey shows that 80 percent of polled retirees are optimistic about their ability to afford basic expenses down from 85 percent last year i know a fellow who um has plenty of assets that he's retiring on but he took a what amounts to almost a part-time job with a small company in order to get health insurance this is one of the big question marks for people um and one of the things that makes a difference to any retired person is cash flow you've got to have the right amount of cash flow coming in money coming in the door in order to defray these basic living expenses if you don't if you're if you're questioning whether you have that or whether your retirement investments are producing that you need to give us a call 2330400 we can sit down with you and go over your retirement uh, savings and determine whether it's producing enough cash flow for you in order to uh to defray your living expenses you're you're exactly right too about you know if if you can continue to work you know don't don't just magically assume hey you know the cash flow that my income that my portfolio can can put off to me right now meets my expenses because you know what we've been talking about inflation here there are certain areas like we were just talking about the railroad industry where inflation is much higher than in other areas you know medical expenses if you look back over the past 20 years inflation and medical expenses is i would argue has been probably one of the highest um areas there is and so that's one of those things is you know you want to make sure that you have a cushion because, I mean, you you can kind of plan for that two percent inflation in food or something like that, or that two percent inflation in clothes, but it's the it's the ten percent inflation rate in in medical cost or you know something of that nature that you don't foresee that could really wipe you out. That's exactly right, and that's why you need to continue to produce as much as you can. Uh, in terms of uh, income from from all possible sources. Uh, U.S. economic growth cools in first quarter. GDP rose 2.3% as consumers spent less on cars, clothing, and footwear. This is an article from the Financial Times. The U.S. expansion lost some of its momentum in the first quarter of the year as consumers reined in spending on cars and other products. But growth was still quicker than economists had expected before the official release. Gross domestic product rose at a 2.3% annual pace for the first three months of the year, a 
according to the Bureau of Economic Analysis, a slowdown from the 2.9 expen expansion clocked in the final quarter of 2017. Adarsh, would you consider that some of that would be weather-related, uh, that the first quarter was simply slowed down by uh, adverse weather? Yes, uh, that's part of it. And historically, the first quarter is always one of the slower quarters just because there's you know a lot of spending that happens during the holiday season. And after that, uh, you know, people just don't spend as much. But what is interesting is that even though uh, GDP just recorded uh, a growth of 2.3%, it was the highest growth since 2008 in the, during the first quarter. So it, it's still quite a healthy growth. And uh, it reflected uh, a pickup. The biggest driver was uh, increased inventories where businesses were replenishing their inventories, anticipating higher demand. So that's also a good sign. Consumer spending was not as high as they expected. They uh, they were expecting the tax cut to have an immediate impact. But more than likely, as the year progresses, as people actually start seeing the benefits of the tax cuts, we can uh, you know expect that to go up also. Right. So you don't think that uh, the 2.3% uh, is, is pointing to a slowdown uh, necessarily? No, not at all. I mean, it, it beat uh, expectations. They were expecting 1.8. Uh, it beat that. Uh, I, I think a lot of times, you know, the newspapers, they come up with these headlines to explain why the market did not go down, did not go up like you would think. You know, the market didn't shoot up uh, after that number was released. So uh, I think they're making it sound like it wasn't. But uh, it, it is still a, a very healthy uh, growth rate, and all other indicators are pointing to a, a very strong economy. Right. All right, stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. We're taking a break. It is News Radio 630 WLAP. We'll be right back. Alexa, play News Radio 630 WLAP on iHeartRadio. Here's a station you. What do you think you are doing? Don't you like how I give it to you anymore? Hey, Siri. Uh, I was just, you know, trying to get some news. You're going to get it all right. I'm not sure about that. Get News Radio 630 WLAP wherever you want it. When you're behind the wheel, phone calls and text messages can have deadly consequences. It's no accident. Road crashes are preventable. Drivers who use cell phones are four times more likely to be involved in car wrecks. Stay focused. When you get in the car, put your phone out of reach and silence all notifications. And always set destinations on navigation devices before you leave. Because fewer distractions mean safer roads for everyone. Take the pledge not to drive distracted at togetherforsaferroads.org slash pledge. As a marketer, you want to reach everyone. Adults, teens, millennials. But it's not like these groups all hang out in the same place, right? Actually, wrong. They're all right here, listening to radio commercials just like this one. Radio ads connect with 93% of Americans every week. That's more than Google, more than Facebook, more than TV. In fact, radio reaches 20% more millennials than TV. Want more of the people you want to talk to all in one place? You want to get to iHeartMedia.com and get AMFM working for you. Hi, this is Tom Dupree, Jr. Are you a retirement saver and investor? Do you know how much income you're going to need in retirement to live? Do you know how much income your retirement savings are going to produce for you during retirement and how to avoid liquidating those funds? If you don't know the answer to these questions, you aren't alone. However, if you would like to know, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a free analysis of your retirement savings. 
We believe every retirement investor should know how much his or her investments should be expected to produce during retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400, DupreeFinancial.com, and the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. The Amazon effect. Sting's consumer staple stocks as pricing woes mount. Investors once attracted to the steady payouts of companies selling staples like breakfast cereals, toothpaste, and razor are shopping elsewhere. A series of disappointing reports from industry giants like Philip Morris, Procter & Gamble, and uh, Kimberly Clark have sent Consumer shares tumbling in recent days, a sign many investors remain skeptical of the company's ability to cope with rising costs as well as fend off online competitors like Amazon. Well, that doesn't make sense to me because Amazon actually sells Procter & Gamble items and Kimberly Clark. You can buy those on Amazon. Why would that be? Why would Amazon be a threat to these kind of companies? Well, uh, Amazon is also creating its own brands. Uh, they started off with just the battery, those AAA or AA batteries, and now they are into food. They make their own popcorn, their own coffee, uh, which are you know items that are selling on Amazon. They offer better pricing, and they're pushing them through uh, Whole Foods, which uh, you know they own now. So, Amazon, their initial strategy was to become. Uh, you know, just a facilitator for all these companies. And now they are making these products themselves because that's where the margins are. Well, and then the other thing too is, um, you know, Amazon attracted such a retail base that you almost had pricing. They, they had pricing power against a Kimberly Clark or a Procter and Gamble. And, you know, because, it was it became more and more attractive to sell your products at Amazon instead of on the Walmart shelf or a Kroger shelf. You know, so they were able to say, Hey, if you want to sell on Amazon, you've got to cut your price by five percent or something like that. Which I, I think is kind of interesting, you know, from the inflation conversation we've yeah, had. It's disinflationary. Amazon has been one of the biggest disinflationary forces uh, in the last decade and a half, and that's part of the reason why inflation's not picking up rapidly. Also, companies like Costco, uh, same thing. Same thing, yes. Um, so, but Amazon is a threat in the sense that nobody knows where they're going, and really, Jeff Bezos, he said that 
your margin is my opportunity, which means that wherever Amazon sees margin and the ability to get some margin, they'll go in there and they'll squeeze it. And that's what's happening with consumer uh, staples. Amazon is making their own products now. Yeah. And they, they obviously, you know, they tried making a phone, the Amazon Fire phone, which did not work, but that translated into Kindle and Kindle Fire. Uh, and uh, Fire Stick TV. I, right. So uh, there's Amazon popcorn, coffee, all kinds of Amazon food items. Yeah. But then Whole Foods has been known as a more expensive place to shop. It has, yes, uh, and uh, and Amazon has brought down prices there too. Whole food prices, if you compare them to a year ago, across the board they are, they are lower. Uh, so even that's becoming more uh, of a sort of mass market type of deal, uh, and that's that's a good thing, you know. More people should have access to eating good quality food at lower prices. Right, if it can be done. Right, and if there's anyone that can do it, it's probably Amazon. Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, from the flip side of the coin, too, uh, you know, from the inflationary aspect of Amazon, uh, you know, saw where they raised their Prime membership by, what was it, $20? Mm-hmm. Yeah. From by, $99 to $119. Right. 20%, basically. Right. You know, that, that's pretty inflationary. <laughs> that, that is, yes. <laughs> it is inflationary. So... I mean, th- there are a number of forces, you know, some inflationary, some not so inflationary that are acting. Uh, and as a result, we, we are seeing some inflation as the economy picks up. But, uh, you know, uh, we are not at a point where uh, inflation is getting out of control. Uh, but still, a little bit of inflation is generally a good sign. It means that the economy is uh, gaining momentum and that that's what's happening right now. Now... If you're concerned about inflation, you should be, and you're a retired person, you're thinking about what does inflation do to my uh, to my investments? What does it do to my retirement savings, the money I've set aside? <clears throat> That's something you should consider because the way we think you should invest or we think might make sense for you to invest is um, – in a way that offsets inflation has some measure of income being paid out, but also some measure of growth. This is kind of the way we try to uh, help people invest at Dupree Financial Group. You might want to give us a call at 233-0400 because most people, when you question a group of retirees sitting in a room or a group of people that are about to retire who have accumulated money in their retirement plans and are considering retirement in in the near future when you ask those people how do you anticipate taking income from your retirement plan over the next several years most of them haven't got a clue because they don't know sometimes whether uh, whether it will uh, be the liquidation of principal that will get them the money or payment of dividends. We tend to think that payment of dividends is a much better way to do it. Much, much cleaner, too. You know, it, it's 
payment of dividends helps to preserve the principal over time. Um, you know, growth can be very, very lumpy. Uh, and if it's not timed correctly, can uh, be very, very impairing to the principal. Yes. Talk about how that works. You know, it, it's it's one of those things that if you if you get into retirement and you're relying on, let's say, a stock like Amazon, Amazon doesn't pay a dividend. You're relying on that thing to go up five percent a year to to you know offset what you're taking out. Well, let's say that Amazon starting off, you know, you go into retirement and Amazon has a 20% down year the first year. Well, not only did it go 20% down, but you had to sell, you know, 5% or of the beginning value, which, you know, works out to like, what, 6% of your, your position to, you know, fund your retirement expenses. And... Now you need Amazon to instead instead of going up five percent a year, you need Amazon to go up seven or eight percent a year. Well, let's say then it has another year where it's flat yeah. right after that. Well, you sold another five percent, or well, actually you sold probably six percent because your expenses your expenses don't go down or up as your portfolio goes down or up. Your expenses are your expenses. You can't call the the water company and say, "Well, Microsoft lost three points today, so I can't I, pay you." So I can't pay you. They're they're going to shut your water off. So the thing that you might want to do is give us a call at two three three zero four hundred, or send us an email at info at depreefinancial dot com. You can come in. You can have a um, a personalized. Uh, meeting with us where we go over your uh, retirement investments, talk about whether you plan on continuing to work or not. That's always a useful thing to know and help you um, look at what your cash flow is going to be over the next several years and whether or not your position to sustain uh, retirement and you know, if you can realistically expect you'll be able to do that. Yeah. Like you said, we'll sit down with you. We'll, we'll look at, you know, what, what debt you have. You got a mortgage payment. What's that a month? What are your, what are your bills a month? You know, what do you need to live on a month? Right. And then we'll look at, okay, what are your assets? What can they produce? What have you got set aside? Because we like to have everything earning something. Appreciate you listening to us today. Once again, you can call us at 859-233-0400 if you'd like to have an appointment. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show, sponsored by Dupree Financial Group. Philip Sexton, Adarsh Mashru sitting in with me. I'm Tom Dupree. Take care. <laughs>